a Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. All right, it's that time. It's time for politics. So, Morina to John and Vivian. Morning, John. How are we all today? We'll start with you, John. How are you? I'm good. A bit cold, but good. Yep, yep. And you, Vivian? Not too bad. I'm very cold, but it's going to be in a nice warm studio. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I like to keep it nice and toasty in here. It's um, it's it's extremely warm actually. Sometimes it gets too hot, but that's fine. Right, this morning we're going to be talking about the defence force because, of course, um, during the budget and the days after the budget, and actually we need to go right back to the National Party if we're looking at the Poseidon plans. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been uh, there's plans and there's been purchases. The government has laid out a 10-year, 20 billion dollar defence force plan to upgrade our military and support capabilities to a 21st century level. What are we getting for 20 billion, John? Yeah, so it's a huge spend-up, um, and this is all within the New Zealand Defence uh, Capability Plan. Uh, so there's a, for example, there's a 3.5 billion spend-up on new and replacement naval vessels and maritime helicopters, uh, 2.5 billion upgrades for the New Zealand Air Force, um, Troop personnel will be also increased, so this government plans to uh, increase New Zealand Army personnel to 6,000 by 2035, so that's up from the current 4,700 troops. Um, there's a fleet of Super Hercules planes, 1 billion, and there's a spend-up on uh, both heavy and light tanks um, or armoured um, vehicles. So yes, all in all, it's there is quite a focus on um, on um, extending and building up the military uh, by this government. And as you said, yeah, um, referring back to national, it's really a continuation of the national parties and the national-led government's previous focus on the military, um, including the rationale for the spending. Uh, and uh, there's a lot more details that have been released. Yes, there is. Um, I mean, why are we doing this? Uh, what do you think, Vivian? Do you think that uh, we need it? Um, I think we do, and I think it's um, just continuing the well, the plan that National had, and um, it's just a classic example of this government really just being a three-year caretaker government and continuing National's <laughs> plans. Um, and, look, it's nothing exciting, and I just really have to question how it fits into their well-being sort of budget spend. Because if they were really trying to sort of, you know, fix it, or uh, trying to, um, you know, increase the well-being of everyone, maybe they'd sort of label, tell people really what this money's getting spent on a bit more. Because, like, I know we're talking about, it's called a military spend-up, but really it is part of our foreign aid, mm. I guess. Mm. Mm. But, yeah. Well, the thing is, when, you say, when we say they're just continuing national's uh, plan as well, I guess you could say uh, that from the previous government, I mean, military is one of those things that you, you know, you just keep doing. You don't really temp tinker no. with too much unless you're thinking about F-18 Super Hornets, uh, which yep. we were going to buy at one stage and then that was scrapped. Uh, so now we have no uh, jet fighting capability. In fact, uh, privately, uh, there's a hell of a lot more uh, old jet fighters in New Zealand than um, New Zealand Air Force ever had, to be honest. Um, which is interesting. There's a couple of MiGs in the country, actually. They're amazing. <laughs> if, uh, if we needed to, we could all just go to Wanaka. Um, uh, exactly, <laughs> get exactly. the old fighters out there. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, we, you could say it's a continuation, but 
really it's just uh, it's just the thing you do, is it not? I think it is. It is just the thing you do. And um, it's the thing you do if you're a sensible government, which is why it sort of surprised me that it'd continue it. And um, it's sort of a wee bit odd that it sort of doesn't really fit into the entire agenda, I think, for their government term. Um, I find it interesting that they've... Uh, sort of kept with buying sort of new Hercules and sort of upgrading the the forces and I think it's probably just an example of New Zealand first really flexing the arm here like with Ron Mark as our defence minister um, I didn't see a lot really going New Zealand first way in the budget but I think this is a really big sort of like look this is what we're doing um, it is something that needed to get done I think mm-hmm. that sort of perspective from National it needed to be done um, we just didn't think it would get done we thought it might get thrown away so we are actually very happy that the government did go through with it mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah we really question as to the reasoning behind it well the hercules yeah. are really important uh the besides as well to replace our yeah. old hercules and older ryans is something that needs to be done both those aircraft have been around since the 1960s and which actually in service not just in manufacturing but those planes we have had flying for yeah. well too many hours um but what about you john what do you think do you think it was it's money well spent um, from the point of view, uh, if you believe that uh, New Zealand needs to play a very important role in the Five Eyes Club, so that, that alliance that um, New Zealand has with the other Five Eyes partners, Canada, UK, America and Australia, if you believe that um, the biggest threat to New Zealand and, and its other coalition partners are China, then again this is a good spend up with the New, uh, New Zealand government's um, uh, reorientation towards the Pacific and there's a general view that New Zealand should have the same military um, capabilities throughout its general region South Pacific as it does in New Zealand itself. What I do find disturbing though is that when we talk about this is just something that a government should do we sort of depoliticise the question we say that this is just a sort of a, an, an, an automatic response that, that any government should carry out, that there shouldn't really be any uh, serious debate about uh, the overall need to increase military expenditure and, and to be part of the five eyes network and to uh, have those military capacities in the South Pacific and the view that China is um, New Zealand's main threat. I think these are all very important political questions that should be up for debate. Uh, um, should New Zealand be part of this Five Eyes network? Is this Five Eyes network a, a, a moral entity uh, that, that, that carries out um, uh, ethical uh, military interventions in the world? Many people would question that. Um, many people would question whether um, um, these five Western nations interventions in Afghanistan, in Iraq, um, uh, throughout the general Middle East region, etc., etc., whether these are morally legitimate um, acts. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But this is a political question. And, yeah, I find it disturbing that there's not enough focus on... Um, politicising these questions and having a wider public debate. Mm, mm. I, I guess the problem with New Zealand's military is it's in a, a really kind of unique situation where we're in the middle of nowhere and half of our military capability is just used on patrol, uh, aid, humanitarian efforts. Um, I mean, a lot of the times the Hercules are only going to, um, uh, going to Antarctica. 
uh, and things like that. So, so our military is kind of two pronged, right? You got one side of it, which is kind of like a uh, a force for uh, disaster relief and the like, and then the other half is like you said, John, uh, going into Afghanistan and going into uh, uh, Bougainville, uh, wherever you want to talk about conflicts that we've been involved in over the years. So it's you, you can have a debate about it, but it, it, maybe you know there should be a, an off branch or a split off of the military where uh, one part of it is defence and the other part is purely solely a humanitarian uh, organisation. Maybe that's something that we need because we do do a lot of good work in the South Pacific. But, but I think there's a reason and, and we need to debate why it is the New Zealand military that carries out um, all these humanitarian roles, uh, resource protection roles, disaster response, etc, etc. And I think there is a clear view that with um, um, disasters, that are going to come about through um, global warming uh, and with the uh, large amount of resources that New Zealand um, has under its um, political and economic control uh, such as you said um, the New Zealand uh, component of Antarctica and the, the huge economic zone uh, in, the, in the South Pacific that um, New Zealand economically and politically controls there's a reason why uh, that disaster response and resource protection is, is under the military um, wing and that's because uh, uh, the New Zealand government and the military projects that at times there'll be a need for an integrated response that involves both um, defence, uh, resource protection and disaster response uh, all coming together, all being integrated together um, and I think yeah, that's the reason why military um, is specifically given this role. And it's not unique. I mean, we look at America, for example. America will respond to disaster um, um, such as with Haiti uh, a few years ago with, with um, the earthquake there. The military, US military was sent there ostensibly uh, for, as a disaster response. Uh, but clearly um, uh, America state power combines disaster response with military weight as a way of protecting its power in its, in its wider region. And I think there's an argument that the New Zealand military and the New Zealand government does exactly the same thing. Mm, interesting. Yes, the um, Army Corps of Engineers, I believe, uh, in the States. Um, I, but I guess, you know, I mean, so well, like I said, maybe it's time to have two branches. So, and, and, and you know, have one that's not under the defence force, have it under a, a different department. Um, but I guess you know, and then you'd have to split class, blah blah blah. blah. It might be a big thing, but anyway. Um, what, what's national saying, John? Um, we touched on it before with Vivian. Uh, what are they saying, and are they just saying it because they're in opposition? Yeah, I think if we were to be cynical, uh, um, so Simon Bridge is coming out saying that. Uh, uh, that, um, that the government is prioritising tanks over teachers, with obviously tanks being a, um, a metaphor for wider military spending and, and teachers being a metaphor for wider social uh, spending as a whole. Um, they're being a bit generous because the national uh, government wouldn't do anything different. Again, when um, people such as National Spokesperson for Defence, Mark Mitchell, uh, questions how this um, military defence fits into uh, well-being, uh, again, uh, he's just playing politics uh, because um, he would be doing a exact thing if he was defence um, minister. So, yes, I'm wanting to sort of both criticise uh, the, the big military spend up by Labour from the left, indicating that is this is that 
is this actually uh, a legitimate spend up? Maybe more money should be going to teachers and health and education, but at the same time, they wouldn't be do, doing anything different. Uh, so, yeah, it, it feels like uh, disingenuous uh, sort of point scoring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I totally agree. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's interesting, but I think that um, what Simon and Mark have both done is just the job of being in the opposition, and that is just holding the government yeah. to account and going, well, hey guys, you said there was absolutely no more money left in the in the coffers for the teachers, for any other extra spending, no extra money for the you know ten dollars for um, what's it, uh, free GP visits for people under eighteen, and no extra money for dental care. Um, but you're going to spend $20 billion on the military. It doesn't really fit what their whole goal was to do. And I think um, for the National to come out and say, hey, well, hang on a second, you're being very inconsistent here. It's We'd definitely do that. We'd do this military spending, but you said you would do these other 20 things that you're now just going to cut. Um, is this really the best use of your money? And I think that's, that is their job to do. And I think they did a, a pretty good job. I mean, it's like pretty obvious National would do this if they were in government. Yeah. Um, but also I think National would probably do a few more extra spends on um, sort of different social areas as well and not waste their money in, in other places. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I missed the budget show last week, so I can't go on too much <laughs> about the budget. Um, where are we supposed to be, John, uh, in terms of New Zealand military? Do we need a military? Um, you know, are they trying to focus, you know, make our military seem like it is there for peace and how, you know, humanitarian environmental um, factors, but in all reality, we're just trying to keep up with what is expected of us by certain powers around the world. Yeah, I think it, in reality, it's about keeping up uh, with what's expected by us, by especially America uh, and especially Australia. Um, so it's all part of being that club. Um, so uh, it's like John Key said when um, he, he, the national government sent um, military personnel over to Iraq. He, he sort of implied that he wasn't completely happy with it, but it's part of being that club. So um, when America says jump, New Zealand jumps. And uh, that's true whether we, you have a Labour-centred government or a national-centred government. Um, I, I, again, the question comes down to... Um, uh, moral and ethical political questions over whether um, the general uh, military role and political role that the Five Eyes Club plays is that something that your average New Zealander wants us to be part of and there's certainly not enough debate on that in terms of how the various Five Eyes Club members project their political and military power in the world of course there's a lot of criticism of America and there certainly has been since um, the Iraq war with George Bush um, Jr but New Zealand is very much part of that club and very much part of that projection of of American military and political economic power in the world And, and, and people need to ask themselves is that something they want to be um, a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, what about China's influence, um, Vivian, throughout the Pacific? We see um, big spend-ups in countries like Tonga, uh, the Cook Islands with desalination plants, um, you know, Kiribati, uh, many other nations throughout uh, the South Pacific um, getting... Um, loans or just straight cash or uh, hardware or, or whatever infrastructure mm. um, from China yeah. uh, as they kind of exert some kind of um, you know uh, foothold in the region yeah. uh, you know is this a reaction to that um, and even if it is it's is it kind of like a, a tick 
on a, on a beer. You know, it's not really it's yeah do much. It's sort of. Um, I think what Australia and New Zealand are both really trying to do, and I think it's part of the Five Eyes thing, is trying to sort of mitigate the influence that China has in the South Pacific. Sort of trying to push China back into sort of uh, their kind of area, and where we are traditionally the South Pacific, we've always backed them. And I think by um, having the military um, moving in there, doing work, um, whether that be in sort of disaster relief after um, what's that hurricane going through Samoa and Tonga, and that kind of work that gets done, um, that sort of us sort of showing, look, we're we're in the neighbourhood, we're your friendly neighbours. Like we'll we'll come here, we'll help build you rebuild your roads, we'll do all this infrastructure. But I think it is um, definitely in response to China doing it mm. because um, we do want to sort of maintain the influence of we are the the big players in the region, not China necessarily. And I think us and Australia are both um, really are working on it. And yeah. I think it's sort of being part of the five eyes. I think um, sort of going back to that a wee bit, we. If you had a choice, I think we'd probably rather be in the Five Eyes than an, an association with any other group in the world. Yeah, what, yeah. what about you, John? What do you what do you think about that? Do you think that we need to be in the Five Eyes? And if we're not in Five Eyes and we're not exerting some kind of influence throughout the South Pacific, or at least being friends, you know, where does that leave us as a nation? And where does that leave the South Pacific? Uh, does New Zealand need to be in the Five Eyes? Well, that's again, that's a political question that should be up for debate, and it's not. Um, all the major parties just accept it and go along with it, so there's no real focus on it. When we talk about being part of the Five Eyes, really what it comes down to is supporting the American bloc versus the Chinese bloc, and to a lesser degree, um, the Russian bloc. Um, so um, is, does that point to um, the American bloc being a more moral, ethical, political entity that it's right to be a part of um, is more is China more of a, a moral or amoral political military entity that New Zealand wants to be um, pushing back against again these are important political questions that need to be de- debated out but with the legacy over the last uh, well way back going to um, the turn of the 20th century the legacy of how American military political power has projected itself in the world um, with millions and millions of people dying um, as a result um, with, with not just the targeting of um, America's targeting of um, military capacity against its enemies but also the direct uh, targeting of civilians whether that's been in Vietnam Vietnam was over a million uh, civilians dead um, with, with Iraq with hundreds of thousands dead etc etc um, people need to ask themselves is it the moral, morally and right Thing to do to be part of this American bloc. Maybe it is, but that's a question that should all should be open constantly for debate. Well, could we go it alone, though? Um, well, yep, that, 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 that's uh, absolutely a legitimate question, but is that is that the right reason to be part of a bloc, whether it's part of the Chinese bloc or American bloc, that is just pragmatic politics? Well, I guess you've got to throw your, your morals and your ethics out the door then, if it, if it just comes down to pragmatism and the fact that New Zealand's a small country, so we need to either be part of that Chinese bloc or American bloc. Mm. But, yeah. Let's be honest about that. Then, if, if that is the case, it's just pure pragmatism. All right. What about um, pulling out of Iraq? I mean, we just talked about you know supporting our Five Eyes Alliance, mm-hmm. or even you know when you're, if you're thinking about Iraq, it's a bit bigger than that too. It's what was it? The Coalition of the Willing. 
Yeah. <laughs> push. Yeah, job well done. We've done it. On your boat. But it's a great arc <laughs> But, you know, New Zealand's finally pulling out. Yeah. We've got a one-year plan to get out of that nation um, where we have been since uh, 2002. Um, so a very long time now. I think Whoa. 2002, maybe 2003. I can't remember what when, it, when they invaded. And I should remember that, so apologies for that one. Um, but about time, isn't it, Vivian? It is. I mean, I hate the idea of New Zealand troops being overseas, um, which is kind of defeats the whole point, I guess, of uh, international army. But just that thought of um, New Zealanders being over there, putting getting it going in harm's way, even though they weren't necessarily in combat, um, actually being there on the ground, um, you know, in an area, in a region that is uh, currently fighting ISIS, um, is sort of a wee bit scary. And I think it's sort of at this point, um, it's not really our place to be there now. It's sort of a, a battle that, you know, the US, um, Russia, ISIS and the Iraqi government can all fight. Um, and Syrian government, it's sort of like a, a massive mess that we really shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. Um, we should really turn and focus back on what we can do in New Zealand and what we can do in the Pacific region when it comes to um, really utilising our troops. Because uh, by pulling out, I think it's it's good. I think the reasoning behind us going in there in the first place was a bit shaky, but... I think it was just that peer pressure um, from the you know the other cool kids around the world, uh, but I think it's yeah it's good to see us finally coming back. Well, we went in there, John, uh, and we went with everybody else, so mm. we've had a responsibility to try to leave the place in a better situation than than what we found yeah. it. Uh, we have responsibility to rebuild, help rebuild that nation in the way that they see fit, uh, not necessarily in the way that the powers that be in America and whatnot see fit, but, you know, that's just how it rolls as well. So you go into a nation, you destroy half of it, you've got a responsibility to fix it back up. Have we done that? Have we done our role? Have we done enough in Iraq? Is it really time to bring everybody back? I think the role that New Zealand played in Iraq uh, with the sending of these military personnel was a, a very minor one, if not basically a token one, uh, to show that uh, New Zealand was aligned uh, with the efforts of, of America um, and other partners in Iraq. Uh, the numbers were so small that the impact would be almost significant um, in terms of New Zealand's role in Iraq. Uh, is it the right time to leave? Um, yeah, from a from a military point of view and political point of view, uh, the, the reason why New Zealand military personnel were sent over there was because of the ISIS threat. Uh, the ISIS threat has waned, if not completely collapsed, um, in that area of the world. Although they are ISIS or ISIS aligned groups are still popping their head up um, in various parts of the world, including Afghanistan. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it, it was just a, a straight up political and military decision that was rational, uh, and I'm sure the other Five Eyes partners won't have any problem. However, the Greens are presenting it as a huge win for them and for peace campaigners in general. That uh, the relentless efforts of peace campaigners and the Greens pressuring the government to pull out of Iraq. This is what has led to this decision. Um, Either the Greens are being, I don't know, uh, naive and stupid here, or they're just being completely disingenuous, because that's clearly not the case at all. Uh, and um, New Zealand first uh, um, um, cabinet ministers have pointed out that this has nothing to do uh, with pressure from the Greens at all, that, 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 that this is a, um, a political and military decision that has been made. But the Greens need to be seen as though they're, they're winning things from this government, this government 
are effectively part of, uh, and and also um, I think the Greens the, internally there's a few scraps going on the Greens from what I've heard over this big military spend up. So this is a way of um, Green. Um, uh, senior um, MPs being able to say, well, hey, but we won on this. We've uh, we've got New Zealand troops out of Iraq, and uh, this is a huge win for the peace movement and for the Green Party, so let's pat ourselves on the back. Whereas in reality, that's just complete bullshit, to be honest. Um, true, true. But I mean, I, I don't... Yes, I know we didn't have many troops in Iraq, but we were there for... Um, uh, the better part of uh, 17, 16 years, mm. uh, and we were, you know, our main capacity was training uh, and reconstruction. Uh, and I think, in terms of training military and police force uh, in that country to look after themselves, I think the New Zealand military did a pretty good job, uh, and they did train a lot of troops. That and some of them probably went on to kill. Uh, people on their own sides because they haven't. Yeah, New Zealand military certainly a very capable military, a very uh, with decades of experience. Um, oh. And um, uh, Iraq had to basically put a, a military back together after the, um, the smashing of the Ba'ath regime, the Saddam Hussein regime by American forces. Um, whether that's something that. Uh, uh, your average New Zealander and the government should be proud of. Again, that's a political question. Uh, we have a, we uh, we don't really have a democracy in Iraq. We have an oppressive government. Mm. We have a government that uh, projects out uh, Shia chauvinism. So you've got this huge religious divide and ethnic divides in Iraq. In fact, the main religious divide is between Sunni Muslims and Shia Muslims. And part of the reason why Iraq hasn't been able to rebuild itself is because uh, with the invasion of America and the putting in place deliberately uh, of a Shia-led government uh, um, to crush um, the, the, this Sunni-centred Ba'athist regime, um, sectarian politics dominates um, Iraq now. And so really what New Zealand has done is it's, it's gone in there and it's um, uh, deliberately or not, consciously or not, it's supporting the Shia side of that Shia-Sunni divide. And is, is that something to be proud of? Is that um, even if you have effectively trained up these troops and made them more efficient to police um, uh, the general population and to repel opposition forces, um, you're entering yeah this this toxic um, sectarian communal divide, and you're taking a side. Um, is that something for the New Zealand military to be proud of? I think that's open to debate. Mm. Well, it seems like everything's open to debate today. I uh, will have to leave it there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, John. Thank you, Vivian. Both of you have a wonderful Thank day. You. A pleasure. It's a bit at the airport to greet the troops. Uh, <laughs> see you again. Well, I'll talk to you again tomorrow, John, and see you again sure. next week, Vivian. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.